Listen up. This is our time now. Second half is our time. We are the Titans. We are the Titans. Welcome back to Disney Marvels for a week of August 18th, 2020. This is episode 97. Disney Marvels, the show about Disney, Marvel, Lucasfilm, Muppets, Pixar, 20th Century, the parks, and much, much more. If it has to do with Disney, it's fair game. I'm your host, Matthew Graken, and we'll be back after these messages from our friends and sponsors. Hey guys, it's Kyler Pope from the Disney Theme Park Show The Second. I just wanted to tell you about my great podcast, The Disney Theme Park Show The Second, where I talk to wonderful guests such as Matthew Graken about all things Disney. I am available on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, and Radio Public as of now, and I hope you guys have a magical day. And now, on with the show. Between being stuck at home at night and trying to find something entertaining and the, the beauty that is Disney Plus, I've been catching up on a lot of movies and things that I missed out on years ago and people have told me have been fines and something, you know, oh, you should check this out and how come you haven't watched this? One such movie, and I, 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 I couldn't help myself i finally got around to watch it. I, I was waiting for my wife to watch it and I, I decided you know what i'm gonna watch it anyway because she would do that to me and uh so i, I watched it anyway it was remember the titans and i was well I'll, I'll get to how i felt about that movie and um i'll, I'll get to it shortly but i need to bring in someone that knows movies let's say better than me is our movie our, our resident movie man himself, Isaac? How are you doing, Isaac? Um, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Thank you for uh, joining me back on the podcast again, man. Uh, I want to say I know a lot of movies though, but I watch a good uh, I watch a good chunk. Man. I, well, I think it's safe to say probably more than me. Yeah, but you know what? Here's here's the thing about uh, about per- a person who's watching a brand new film. I, I do envy you. Um, that you got a chance to see Remember the Titans because it's a fantastic film. But what I, what I really do envy you is people get the chance to s- experience that film for the first time because it, you get to see it from a brand new, fresh pair of eyes that, you know, as great as I've watched it so many times, you're just never going to get that same feeling the first time you watch that film. No, you, there's always going to be the first time. Like watching Endgame for the first time or Infinity War for yeah. the first time. Um, you know, just sitting in the theater especially that last half hour and you just the entire theater goes silent and that's on i miss theaters i miss theaters and speaking of theaters um you heard about mulan yes uh yeah so uh, apparently from what we're hearing that mulan uh will be honestly be going on disney plus around labor day weekend um, from what every from what it's being told, 
Yes, September uh, 4th, I believe it is. Yes, yes, as a way to, and and f- what I'm hearing from that is the, the, the strategy to that is that they will introduce Mulan um, as a, as a I think, a $29, a $30, almost like special, uh, special attraction release uh, to, I guess, current subscribers and as well as new ones that along would get Disney Plus. So I think that's the game plan that they want to enter in with Mulan, from what I heard, uh, to present this film. And you know, out of out of curiosity, I mean, I mean well, I mean, first I want to throw this back to you. Uh, do Do you think, in terms of Disney, that is a do you think that is the best move to 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 first of all put it on Disney Plus with a thirty dollar price tag? Do you think that's going to be enough to entice new people as well as people that have um, plus to be able to join on that. And I'll, I'll start off that with you. Um, it is an interesting, it's an interesting angle on it. Um, and I think at this point it's, we have this movie, we want, you know, we need to do something with it. And what do we do? How long do we keep waiting? Yeah. The, the interesting caveat to the whole thing is that, it's not exclusive to Disney Plus, depending on where you live. Right. A lot of areas are getting it to Disney Plus, but there are some areas that will be getting it to theaters, that places where theaters are open. Now, I don't know if that's locally in the United States or that's more internationally. Um, you know, say I, I, I'm just grabbing country names here, like say if theaters are open in know, Japan. Um, that the you know it'll release it in theaters there, and it will not be on the the um, mirrored streaming service to that area, the Philippines or something like that. So I don't know what the situation is going to be fully there. I know it's getting you know it's going into multi multiple places um, here in the United States and in New Jersey where we are, where theaters are not open. I'm glad I'm finally getting something new to watch. Yes, and for thirty dollars. You know, if if bid one to like a pay per view, it wouldn't have been that much cheaper. Um, yeah, or if you just went straight to Blu-ray, same thing. Um, I forget how much it was, but when Onward came to, was in the theaters, and abruptly was taken out of theaters because all the theaters closed when uh, all this whole stuff started. Uh, we did get on the pay-per-view and watched it and, and, and really enjoyed it. Uh, we got on through iTunes, I think it was. Um, I, iTunes or Prime or whatever. Whatever with the service. So if you, you were to buy something like this on iTunes, you're paying probably about this. You're paying, what, 20 to $30 anyway. So for, a di- for the digital copy. So basically that's what you're doing here. Now they haven't said or I haven't seen them say anywhere about is this a one-time watch is it a 30-day watch is it uh, one in you you have it for the your library for the rest of the time I haven't heard that so that that is um that is one question out there uh and the um I mean the price point I'm not surprised, especially if you hold if you're able to keep it. I think the price point is right. Um, also, looking at the ESPN Plus side of things, they do something similar over there. 
so you have your UFC fights. Mm-hmm. If you have an ESPN Plus subscription, you have access to those fights, but you still have to do a pay-per-view. You still have to buy them. Um, you don't automatically have um, viewing capability of it. There's certain events that you do have to uh, buy into. Um, so this is just kind of a similar thing. And, you know, if you have Prime, there's certain movies you can watch, certain movies you have to buy. Uh, Netflix, I don't think, has that. Um, Apple TV, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Apple, what was it? Apple Plus, whatever their, their, their name is. Um, the same type of thing. But, uh, yeah, so I, I think... I think in some ways they're kind of testing the waters here. Oh, yeah. um, other movie studios have done similar things and sent their movies straight to straight to uh, pay-per-view uh, on demand. This is Disney just trying to control their IP a little more and keep everything a little closer to the vest um, since they have that capability. Um where like Universal, not so much. I mean, they just came out with Peacock, but that's more. And and I don't know how much movie wise they they got going on there. Uh, so yeah, you you got Disney trying to okay, they're testing the waters here. Okay, if we do it in this type of formula where we appease some of the theater owners and you know where theaters are open and available, we'll we'll give it to them to to show. And otherwise, people who don't have the ability of going to theaters will still we're not going to single you out. You still have this option. And for me, a family of five, thirty dollars is cheaper than going to the movies. And that's before popcorn, snacks, drinks, anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you're just a single person and you're buying it, you know, that's uh, it, it may be a little more. But like I said, versus buying a, a Blu-ray copy or a digital, um, just a straight digital copy of it, price point wise, it, it's it's around the same. So, you, you know, you're buying a, a digital copy of a movie that you haven't seen yet versus a movie that you've already seen and now buying into a digital copy. You know what? In that way, you're actually saving money. Um, It's a weird scenario. And is this kind of seeing, okay, let's see how this movie does because they could have done this to a number of different movies that they have currently, um, you know, in the holding pattern. And they picked this one, which they were expecting internationally, particularly to be rather large, mm-hmm. um, particularly with the the Chinese market. Um, the, the, this thing was heavily focused on there versus the American domestic market. Um, so it just kind of, I think, again, this is maybe testing the waters of, okay, we do not know what the future of movie theaters are. Mm-hmm. Because even, say, six months from now, theaters are allowed to open back up. What? How many theaters are still around? Because, you know, they haven't been open now for, for months. And to be able to, you know, can they afford to open back up? You know, is the company still afloat enough to be able to open up some, if not all, of their theaters? Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 
I know, and, and and you you do bring up some very interesting facts. Um, and I'm actually, you know, at, um, doing even a little bit more research, and you just bringing up uh, the, the foreign market. And speaking of China, uh, China has just announced that they will be releasing uh, Mulan in China in theaters. Um, um, hopefully, around I believe the same time as uh, Disney will be releasing uh, Mulan on their Disney Plus service now. Um, the reason was China be able to do that because China, I think China, um, um, their move, they're only allowing, they're only going to be releasing movies that ha- uh, that have movies under the that are under or around the two hour uh, time limit, and that's going to be big. So I mean, that's going to help out uh, Mulan um, in that sense to recoup some of its um, some of its box office owners, but yeah, at, at the same level, um, you know, you, it, it's a difficult, like you said, it's a difficult situation to be in right now due to what the pandemic has caused. Because at the end of the day, um, you know, these studios, even Disney, Disney, um, everybody borrows money for the banks, and mm-hmm. when all the money, and that the all these movies are made with borrow money, and the longer that these films are sitting on the shelves, the interest is piling up on these films. Absolutely. So they have to do something quick to get these movies out. However, that being said, if they if the movie theaters were open, uh, Mulan would have stood a better chance of really recuperating that money back than going the Disney Plus route. Unfortunately, I mean, because at the end of the day, I mean, streaming just doesn't bring you the same money as, like you said, like you, as, as a family. It's a great value to you as a $30 person, but at the end of the day, that's not a great value to studios that make these big budget, block budget films. They make their monies in the theaters where they can charge your family $20 a pop with, with, you know, with all the concession stands, and that's how they make their money to be able to produce these big budget films moving forward so and my only and my next issue too is um the fact that you know disney kind of threw this kind of late all kind of out of nowhere if that if that makes any sense because yeah because again this is september 4th it's literally like not even a month away two yeah two weeks literally two weeks away and I don't know if there's any kind of marketing time to be able to explain to your current viewers as well as new viewers that this is the possible take that you want to get to. You know, I, I think I, it just I don't know now. I don't know if Disney already had some kind of marketing plan in place to be able to sit down and promote it. But I, I think it's going to be very confusing to people that have the streaming service because, like, to me, one. Why would I spend a thirty dollar on a special event? Because this is basically what you're selling to me for yeah. a film. When I know that maybe down the road, maybe three or four months down the road, it's going to be available on Disney Plus anyway for within my subscription fee. What you're basically telling me is I'm paying this thirty dollar, I guess one time fee to see this film on top of whatever prescription fee that I'm paying. So I, I don't know how Disney's going to be able to sit down, uh, how Disney's going to be able to sit down to explain that to either the people they have now or the people that they want to be able to bring in, you know. Right, that this could potentially just be an early access fee, um, you know, see it ahead of time 
versus, you know, you're going, okay, you, you want to wait, you have to wait four months, six months, whatever the, the case may be to, to see it for free. You want to see it now, you just you have to ante up ahead of time. Which, um, yeah. But they, and think though, um, you, you do video games like myself. In the gaming world, they do that. You know, you already have that going on that you have, you know, you want to pre order, you pre order the standard one for 40, 60 bucks, uh, 40, 50 bucks, whatever it is. Um, you, you download it on the day that comes out. You pay the seventy, eighty dollars for the deluxe version. And you could play three days earlier. I, I think the I, I think the only reason why uh, it's not really a great thing to use up because I think it's expected in the video game world. That that's kind of sadly something expected in video games because well it's now all, it is it, it's presented. Uh, no, it's been around for well well yeah it, now it is but something again this is something brand new this is not something you expect in film because again like you when you when you when you go watch a film normally you're set to pay whatever this price is whatever it is in film mm-hmm. or either through rental and that that's that you know you're not really paying that um the the consumer doesn't really understand that the consumer says that like i've already paid the subscription fee why do i need now to pay 30 dollars for just this film on top of everything else you right. know and again i think disney has to explain that to the consumer what's happening to be able to justify a 30 dollar fee release because i i feel like they have to try to get a good chunk of either new people or people they already have now to buy into this to be able to make the money that they were expect to make during uh if if movie theaters were to be open yeah well all these all these things are evolving and changing um part of the reason like you said you know this is kind of they're kind of come at this late in the game they're they're not giving people much um heads up notice i wonder you know is this something that they just came up recently with because they announced this i think it was during the quarterly earnings Mm -hmm. and I don't think that they had, you know, as they were probably crunching the numbers going, okay, great. We need to find more additional revenue streams. Our stores were closed. The We had the online store, but our physical stores were closed. The The parks were closed, which that, that really killed them. We had, we couldn't put any movies into theaters. So, you know, as far as a revenue stream coming in, they were very limited. It was pretty much the streaming service that was that was doing everything at that point. The streaming service is basically the only thing they could really give to the shareholders. It's the only thing making profit out of this whole time. Yeah. Right. So how do we now evolve that to the next iteration of the streaming service? I think of your, you know, most people have, you know, pay for their TV. No one, very few people just use rabbit ears and, and get the free broadcast TV now. So you get your... Uh, you know, you're you're subscribing to a TV service of you know cable, uh, satellite, FiOS, whatever. And but you know, you go, you still can pay to watch movies earlier, movies that will eventually come out on a probably a channel that you are, you know, you get for free. But these are, you know, if you want the early access to see it, you have your pay per view that you can watch movies. Three days, ten days before it comes out on on Blu-ray or disc or digital, so you you know it, it's it's an evolution yeah. of something that you know it is not a norm. It's not something that people understand right now, 
but who's to say in five years this won't be the new way you know theaters may be almost a thing of the past i mean think of driving theaters that, that used to be the main way that people went to movie theaters you hardly can find a drive-in theater anywhere it's only indoor theaters well unfortunately yeah. are we seeing something that may be phasing that out and, and not that i'm thinking it's a good thing and then trust me i do not want that at all i love going to the movie theater i love the communal experience i love sitting there in a uh, a big cushy reclining chair. Not that I have something like that here, but I do like it seeing in that super large screen. I, I granted I have a 70 inch screen that I can watch it here, but again, I just like that movie theater experience. And I think it would be a very devastating thing for that to go away. But is that, you know, just the signs of the times, the times, you know, demands change of one way or another for companies to be able to make money. And, you know, it, it's, you know, Disney's held out this long. They they won a nice relationship with the theaters, but you know, not to sound mean, but it, it's either it's are we being nice to the theaters now and we're getting hurt, or do we you know have to look out for ourselves and hope that we can now come back to the theaters at some point? Well, oh, Matt, I mean, I, and, and and I totally understand it's a change in the times too, but uh, you know, with with that relationship with with NATO, the the uh, North American Theater Organization, not not the other NATO. Yeah. The, the, the other people that Batman saved. Yeah. The associated with theater orders. But, uh, I mean, it is a delicate relationship because, like, without moving theaters, they, 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 they can't. And, and the money that they brought in through the movie theaters is the, the lifeblood of the reason why you're able to buy Disney and all these other companies are able to make these, um, these $200, $300 movies. You know, for for that, and and if you take away, unfortunately, yeah, and, and I totally agree. Maybe two, three years down the road, maybe theaters will sadly be a thing of the past, um, and I pray that doesn't happen. Because again, just like you said, I enjoy going to movie theaters myself. But um, but again, again, that's another situation where again, where I said earlier, that's a lot of revenue was being lost, and without that kind of revenue, it's really hard to justify to be able to make the bigger blockbuster films that we have now been so accustomed to seeing it. Or maybe, I mean, or maybe that has to force these, um, these theaters, uh, these, these theaters to maybe think better under budget that way they're not needed $100, $200 films to make um, with, with that. Um, I just want to shoot out two more points to you. Yeah. Uh, with, with that being Mulan, do you feel that it would have made better sense to maybe release it maybe later in the fall, say Thanksgiving, where people are going to be inclined to be at home and it's going to be more homely festive? Like you, I feel like you're going to have more people locked at home that maybe you could have justified this as a better family event film for like a Thanksgiving. Because, again, we just don't know when theaters are going to be open around that time. We assume that theaters may be open in the fall. Could it maybe have used that as a better tool to maybe wait a little bit longer? Or did you feel like we just can't wait any longer to continue for the interest to pile up on, on, on this particular film? Um, I, I'm thinking it's that might be like a, a, a multifaceted thing as well. It, it's... <sighs> I, like I said, I think this is really like a litmus test. It's, you know, okay, let, let's find out how this happens. And if it works out well, 
we have Black Widow, um, and the rest of the uh, soul. So if this test works and theaters are not open in November, I think Seoul is more what they're focusing on for that Thanksgiving point because they already said that they were they were pushing it, hoping the theaters would open and that it will instead of the the June release it was coming out in November. So let's put Mulan out now because it's been sitting on the shelves longer and. It ha- it's a you know it it would we rather test out on a film like Mulan yeah. than test out on a movie like Soul because as well as as and, much as they're thinking they're going to get Mulan I think Soul's expectations are that much higher yeah and and you you actually and then you have Black Widow two in there as well that UK yeah. you know again let's you know push it out to December and, and are we in the same situation okay December comes around. You know, let's put Black Widow in. They still have the internals hanging out there because the internals were supposed to be coming out around now. Yeah. But they're also still pushing that in a few days, New Mutants is coming to theaters. Not around here, but somewhere it is. Yeah. No. And and you also brought up another part, which is my second thing. Would have been maybe over a movie like Mulan because I think Mulan. I, 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 ideally, maybe, maybe in, in my head, it would probably maybe make more sense to even maybe put Black Widow in this situation as the ultimate special event. Because as much as I like Mulan, I don't know if there's any kind of real lineage with Mulan's films. There's nothing really. I think Mulan's going to be a. Fin- I, I think Mulan will still be a fantastic movie, but I feel like Black Widow would have been that super big major movie attraction that you could convince me that I would be willing to pay a special edition for $30 because only because of the lineage that Marvel, the MCU has already created. Like you already know a lot of plot points that go into it and right. you more inclined to put more money for a film that already has more, li- like you've already invested in MCU. So why not throw down an extra $30 for that film? Over a movie with Mulan that doesn't really have any continuation because, like, again, you're you're gonna you're gonna go for MCU movies no matter what if you're the hardcore fan, and if you can get it on Disney Plus, maybe that would have been the maybe the more enticing client to do it. But I, I could also see not doing it because you believe that Black Widow is going to get its billions. It's going to guarantee get its billions if theaters open. Yeah, and no one's gonna wait. And not just that, I think there's a, uh, <clears throat> I hate to say it this way, but there's a little more politics in it. You'd have to get Marvel to sign off on that, um, where Mulan, they fully control. So, you know, it, it's, they're not risking somebody else. They're not going to, you know, because, yeah. you know, yes, Marvel is part of the big Disney umbrella, but it is still technically its own company, or it's run as its own company. So you would have to get Feige to go along with this. So well, I mean, Feige, you gotta remember, is under uh, well, I think used to be under Bob Eger, but uh, whoever whoever's the new who's the who's the JPEG, yeah, JPEG, Bob, another Bob, JPEG, JPEG, yeah, JPEG. He, he is under him, but would, it, it's like would still have the final say, even though Feige, Feige controls just the division of Disney. Yes and no. Uh, yes and no. It is they they try to let them kind of do their own thing. I mean, yes, they, they do kind of have an overall saying, but 
you know, you also don't want to get Feige, a guy that you're now saying, hey, we like what you're doing with Marvel, and now we want you to work on Star Wars, and oh, you know, and, and you're trying to keep this relationship with them, you know, it's business. You you do something to not make him happy. Is he sticking around because, how, you know, you don't think other people are calling him up and saying, you know, come work for us, you know, Paramount's on him or Sony or, you know, anybody. Yeah, and, 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 I, and, I, and I totally agree with you. But again, you know, going back, being the head of Disney, like, hey, we're, we're also losing money right now. Well, and, you sure. know, if, if, if we feel like, you know, a big movie like this could keep us in the green. That is just as much as important. No disrespect to Kevin Feige than hurting your feelings right now because we're all suffering together. And oh, we no, absolutely. How, how, to, how to keep our profit margins up. But like I said, I also agree with you on that, too. It's a delicate balance between, you know, you don't want to offend one of your brightest people that's helped you make billions right now at, at, at this point. That is just pure speculation. I mean, I yeah. have no, you know, evidence or backing saying that, that that's the way, you know, that's what's happening and what weighted this decision versus another one or I mean, who <clears throat> I, I don't know. I honestly don't know. Um, it, it just, again, pure speculation um, of why they picked one movie over another and this time versus another time. It, yeah. We're not in that room where the, you know, as the quote Hamilton, we're not in the room where the sausage was made. <laughs> we weren't in the room when it happened. Right. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. But like, but like I said, though, but like you said, if if this does work out, it, it's going. If if this thirty dollars thing does work out, it, it's going to be a quantum shift in how you. Yeah, you would have to say that. Yeah, theater. It's going to be a quantum shift in how films just now get released in general now, and mm-hmm. and how much you know the native will have kind of control in that or what new deals would have to be worked even just to keep their theaters afloat and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah it's a very interesting time. It's, it's definitely going to be a very interesting litmus test to see how this all plays out. Oh, indeed, indeed. And speaking of not being in offices where decisions are made and movies, uh, remember the Titans. <laughs> remember, remember the Titans? I remember, remember the Titans. Um, I... Speaking of fantastic movies, um, I'm just going to come out and now say it because obviously there's a reason why I said, said, you know, I reached out to you in the middle, just even the middle. I hadn't even finished watching the movie and said, I want to do an episode about this movie because I I was just completely blown away by it. Um, I don't know if it's just, you know, with everything going on or just because of just how well this movie was done, the, the, the way that it was presented, the the acting in it, um, the script, just everything. Um, I, I was just thoroughly taken in by this movie and just really enjoyed it. And I've, and I've seen movies like it, too, in the past. So it's not like it's the first time I've seen a movie. I've seen movies like Woodlawn and some of these other ones that have a very similar narrative because it, 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 this is the story of the movie takes place in multiple towns across the United States around the same time as, you know, um, people who don't know the story of the movie, it's during uh, integration where they're integrating um, schools, systems, and allowing people of multiple cultures and backgrounds now to come to the same school where uh, this is, you know, 
this case it was 1971, but in the 60s and 70s where that was not common, and now this is something that is now being told this is the, oh, is to borrow a phrase from nowadays, the new normal. Um, and just the, how it all played out and how one person makes a difference and two people make an even bigger impact. Um, and these turn out to be the two coaches of this football team. They're both gym teachers and that's not something that they, they, um, talked about in the movie. And it, it really was a side point that wasn't needed. Um, you, you have, um, uh, Denzel Washington, uh, playing coach Boone. And his performance is just is just stellar. Um, and then playing Coach Yost was uh, I had it right here. Will Patton. Uh, Will Patton, yeah. Um, again, just another fantastic performance. And the little little Miss Hayden Payton uh, Paintier playing his one daughter. Now again, something that's different between reality and stuff. He actually had I think what four or five daughters. Um, she was one of the younger ones and the real coach, um, you know, was not happy that they only had the, the one in it. Um, the rest of the daughters were actually fine with it, particularly since she passed right before the movie came out, um, which, which is quite tragic and sad. Um, but I, I absolutely loved her character and her, uh, her portrayal of just, you know, getting, you know, backing up that and, um, just uh you know come on what are you doing just the everyday fan watching sporting events and yelling at their tv and and you know being that armchair uh sideline coach mm-hmm. that that was her in this and it it it, it was it, it was just a nice moment but the the stories of all the characters the the, the high school students the coaches their families um were just i thought really really came off nicely it, it, it was just so beautifully done yeah um I mean, but that's my feelings i mean I, you you could see it a completely different way and think it's probably the worst movie ever go ahead and tell me tell me oh no i, I honestly like uh, remember the titans is just one of those really beautiful films that you kind of just sit down and watch as a kid it's, it's one of those great sports films too you know about a uh, community and you know, how two different racial, you know, both how white and blacks uh, can kind of come together in 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 sports because, you know, whatever, what, what seems to, there's always that saying that sports tends to be the equalizer and everything. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if you're whatever race or creed or religion or sex you come from. When you're in a, in, in, in when you're in that locker room with, with, with different people of different you know ethnic with different um, cultures and 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 race it, you you later on you 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 tend to you you tend to put your issues and differences aside to achieve one goal and to win a game to win a championship and i think remember the titans uh does such you know the director you know bias yakin um you know the, the guy who directed the film you know, did such an, an incredible, you know, did such an incredible job of, you know, be able to capture those moments of, you know, how there was tension in the beginning between the players and mostly between the two coaches. Because remember, in, in the film, you know, Will, um, Coach Bill Yost was supposed to originally get that job in mm-hmm. originally the film. 
Um, and before Herman Boone, until like I guess the, came and brought in Boone in, and you know, Yost took very issue. He was, he was pushed to be the defensive coordinator of that. Boone worked the offense. Um, you know, there was a little bit of tension, but as times that they got a chance to sit together and work together and get to know each other on both sides of the field, you know, they realized that they're the same people and they respect each other immensely as both, um, both not only as just a coach, as just pure sports coach figures in that moment. Right. And, and, you know, yeah, yeah. It, it was, it was just a, it's a, it was a great feeling. It was a great moment in, in the film. Um, yeah, no, and, and and going back into the to the locker room um, culture, you know, you see like all these the actors that played all these characters, like Donald Faison and, and Ethan Slurpee and, and Ryan Hertz and and, and Goslin and you know and Earl and Earl Porter, like the, the characters that got together and, and sit down and played uh, played these characters. Um, you know, you you were just you, you were just floored. You know, you you saw that 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 the camaraderie, that friendship, that later on built to a brotherhood. You know, as the film went on, you know, and and um, I think uh, what was really great about Ryan Hurst's character, um, um, play who played yeah, Gary Bertier, who was the defensive end of that, um, and captain, and captain, yes, and captain, captain. Um, where he goes over to uh, his other, um, uh, the, his, he, who ends up building a bond with his um, once kind of rival, but now best friend in life, best friend. I forgot, I forgot the name of the actor. Was it Frankie? Was it Frankie? Uh, Wood, Wood Harris, I think. The, Julius. Wood, yes, Julius. Yes, yes, Julius. No, Wood, Wood Harris. Yes, Wood Harris. Yes, Wood Harris. Thank you. Wood Harris. Um, you know, you just you start to see that that romance to the point that. You know, even with with Hearst's character, um, I think there's a great scene where um, one of the defensive ends, his best friend going into this, allowed one of the other players, uh, 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 one one of his players, to miss that tackle, which got him hurt, which got um uh, uh a Rev, well, got Rev's character, Rev, yep. Rev's character, because he was quarterback at that time. Yeah. Because he was a quarterback, yes, he was a quarterback at the time, and he got hurt because he allowed him to miss that tackle for whatever reason. And then he, it came to a very pivotal moment in that scene where Hurst went up to Coach Boone, or where Bert, um, Gary, you know, Bertier went up to Coach Boone and said, hey, dude, I want him off the team. He totally missed that block. There was no reason to do that and miss that block for whatever reason. And then he put our team in a bad position. That was a big turning point. To be able to have the courage to walk away from one of your best friends for a very long time, only because of different opinions, and I thought that was a really big moment for him as a character to step up to realize that what you're doing here is wrong for whatever reason. Not only is that damn, not only did you damage the team and put them in a bad position, what you did was just straight up just not right. And I thought that was a great moment in, in, in. And Gary does that a couple times in this movie because it wasn't just one of his best friends that who's been on the team for him all these years and they they played together and you know they're 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 tight as you know as brothers on the, on the field and he called him out for what he saw you know was not an appropriate action yeah his girlfriend too yep yeah. and you know 
he's building this bond with the, this stranger that was brought into the school and that, you know, he was forced to become friends with. And he realizes this guy's actually pretty cool. This is a nice guy. And they, they start building this relationship and his girlfriend says, you know, I, I, you know, no, we, we can't do this. We, you know, what's, you know, kind of wrong with you. And, you know, we're going to go hang out here. He's like, no, I'm going to hang out with my friends. Why don't you come hang? You know, we're going to go, you know, hang out with the team. She, what's wrong with you, Gary? Why are you doing this? And, you know, this, this is a girl that he had, um, they were building up this relationship in the movie that, you know, they were, they were pretty close with each other. And, uh, he stepped away from her because he, his eyes were open and realized, you know, I, I don't think the way you do. I, I, I'm not, I, I've seen the, you know, the errors of everyone's ways and there, there is no reason that this shouldn't, why we can't all just, you know, get along really. And, um, you know, and just that his character just builds some, just fantastic moments throughout this movie um like i said he is put in some positions that i don't know how most normal people would be able to to go through uh you know to make that kind of you know most people would not want to make these kind of decisions and he had to had to do that and uh it it just really just kind of jaw-dropping um and, and just you know, you really build you know a closeness to this character as the movie goes along, um, and particularly towards the end, whenever um, you you see what happens with them, and I, I won't go into that. Yeah. Hi. Hey. Hey. <laughs> no, but I I, I totally feel you. I, I, I and I and I totally feel you on that. I I totally feel that it, it's a beautiful. It's a it. You know, remember in China, is a really fantastic film, and you know. Again, what's also great about going back to these films is you, you again you go back to see the, the the star power in a ton of these films, man. It's just the, the star power in the films are just amazing, and you know you just you got to see who became the future stars and who went on to be in other films other than like Denzel Washington and stuff like that. It oh, yeah, you know, it, it was just such a great you know like I said you know Kate Bosworth was in it who played uh who played uh um. Ryan Hurst's girlfriend in the film, and then Donald Faison. Everybody knows him. He had a great career with Scrubs and had great scenes in movies. Hannah Pantier, who later on went on to be in Heroes. Uh, you know, it's it's just and uh, Ethan Ethan even Ethan Spur, uh, 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 Spooley, um, who was um on a uh, my um I think uh. My name is uh what what was it my uh my name's Earl Earl yeah. yeah. Back in it, yeah, it's just for the really fantastic young actors that that came from in this film. You kind of forget that they were in in there for a very long period of time, but no, it's it's a fantastic film, man. It's just a really fantastic film, and, and it's a classic. It, it, it you can't not put it as a as a great classic. No, I mean this this ranks up there with some of the, not even just best sports films. I think just some of the the greater films of um the the I want to say recent years, but like the past maybe thirty plus years um, to to come out. And I mean, I invite you if you haven't seen it, definitely check this out because um, I hadn't. And just 
was amazed by the just the portrayal, like you said, of these a lot of at that point very uh, of younger actors that are were still trying to work their way into things. Uh, later on, people, oh yeah, this, they're from this show or this movie, and I'd see them in this and that. You know, this this was be ahead of that time. Like I said, you know, Denzel Washington, Will Patton, people knew those people. You know, they they knew them. They 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 weren't complete strangers to the um, to the movie industry at all. Yeah. But they helped boost it. And um, I mean, Washington's uh, portrayal of Coach Boone. Um, I mean, I don't know how exact it was, but from things that interviews and stuff I've heard from some of the players, that it it was pretty close on how he treated everybody, and he demanded the respect of his his players. And um, there's one point when they are getting on the bus to go to spring training, uh, summer the the preseason training, and he got everybody out. You know, it was just blacks on one bus, whites on the other bus. And he said, "No, get off. You're sitting back next to somebody else." And he integrates both of the buses. That actually did happen. Um, And that town, that time, was probably something that, you know, most people were just completely dumbfounded by. Um, And, uh, yeah, it's... um, So I, I think they tried to keep in as much accuracy as they could within their limitations. Yeah. You know, it is Hollywood. Um, it is an adaptation movie of Drew events. So, you know, either some characters are made up or resemble some characters are multiple people put into one character just for streamlining or just to just strengthen up the story. You know, you, you're telling something that happened over four months, five months, um, being have to tell it in two hours. So, oh, and it's done very. Uh, it's done very beautifully. I mean, oh yeah, it, it's done very beautifully, and it really does gives a great insight. We get a great insight into a locker room culture, in a healthy sense. In, yes, in a, in a very healthy sense of how you can learn so much from different avenues, from different people, and not look at them as players, but look at them as people. To get to know them even outside of the locker room as as well displayed in, in Remember the Titans. It's just such a really well done film that does. Racial, uh, racial, you know, quality and justice that way. For Absolutely, uh, and it doesn't even have to be race. Just people you don't get along with that you know, yeah. taking things and looking at it from a different point of view. Because you even had the um, the one guy that came in from California, uh, Sunshine. Yeah, played by uh, uh, Purdue. Yeah, Ronnie that ass. Nobody liked him. <laughs> He, yeah. you know, here's the white guy, and even the white guys didn't like him. And his uh, sexual orientation. Uh, uh, yeah, I I don't know. Which wasn't really, which wasn't really hinted. Uh, I mean, it was hinted, but it was it never was really said. It, it was never actually you know put out there yeah, as you know, it, this, this is you know, the case. All, it, we got the hint. Oh yeah, yeah. You got a couple of. Uh, um, it, it 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 wasn't it was. Played around, but it was it was never put out in black and white. But it, it wasn't completely avoided either. Um, but they ended up, you know, respect, you know, integrating him too into the cult. The, that again, that locker room culture of he is part of the team. We, you know, we respect him and stand by him because he he is one of us. He's and in that 
Sure, he's just so you know he's a he's a player in arms, and we got his back in one hundred percent, no matter what happens. Yeah, and you know the um, it, you see this at points whenever it, it ex- extended outside of the locker room, which I thought was beautiful. That you know things would happen; it would show things happening in school to these people. Uh, how you know, some of the characters were put in certain situations, how these people were put into certain situations, and the rest of the team stood up for them mm-hmm. at times. Some people did not get on board as quickly as others. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they, uh, you know, they they grew together. And the ones that took longer, the, you know, the, the let's say more mature ones, the ones that were able to accept things and move forward quicker help the other ones that were having trouble pull them along yeah uh, what would you say probably one of your favorite moments was wow uh, I, I think one of my that's a really good question I think one of my more Shocking moments would have been after Gary Breeze. Yeah, there's a particular scene where, um, you know, Woodhead, you know, Campbell decides to after I think after it's the game before it was the game that they won um, after the championship. The game that was going to bring get them to the playoffs or go to the go to the championships. Well, the, the last game before they won the perfect season. Okay. And Hurst uh, takes off, and you know he says, "I'm gonna be with my girl, man." And then Ryan says, "Bartlett, it's like I, I just gotta get out of here. I'm just gonna drive for a little bit." And everybody, he's driving down his neighborhood, and everybody's cheering. And then clearly misses the stop, or I think he had the right away. And then you know gets into the, the horrific car accident that puts, you know, that shocks the wave into his team because you know nothing's is good without tragedy. And mm-hmm. I thought it was a great moment between just you know how Campbell. And I think there was just a great moment when when Campbell goes over to Bertier's mother, and he's like, "I should have been there. I should have been there with him. I I, I should have rode there." And then and then um and uh you know there was and then you know the mother's like, "Hey, do not say that because he wouldn't want you in that same position because if that were the case." And I'm saying this verbatim. Um, and it's not what the what he, she said, but it's like, yo, you would have been there right in the bed with him, and he would not wanted that. He clearly would, would, would have wanted that. And I thought, you know, that was just a great moment with you know him just pleading to his mother, just crying in his mother's arms. You know that that moment where it again takes it beyond just the sport of just two human beings coming together to grieve, whether it be your race or your ethnicity, to come to that moment. And to grieve together to, to to be someone that's important to you, I thought was a very important moment in that film's turning point of just better things, you know. So, you know. So, yeah. No, I thought that was one of my best moments. What what, what was yours? Uh, that 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 was a beautiful one. And the it, you know again the progression of the relationship that the mother that her son was able to um, to open her eyes as it were and, and change her point of view of things because at first she's like you're not you're not spending time with this person i would never accept him in his house then you you see him in the house and then you get to that point that they're embracing each other and this tragedy and she's now speaking to him almost like a son and not yeah. 
again, just some person. Um, for me, I so many good ones, but I think one of the ones I thought really I, I felt was kind of a pivotal moment was when you had that team meeting. It was early in the morning, and the team shows up at the gym, and they're all going, "Where's the coach?" And uh, you know, you have some of the senior guys going, you know, you know uh, Gary and, and whatnot are going, you know, we we called this meeting, not the coaches. And because, you know, we need to get our act together because, you know, they won a game, but it, it would, this is when things were starting to kind of fall apart on the field. We need to, whatever our issues are, we need to leave at that door and never go back to them. And Rev starts singing some songs and everyone now starts getting into it. Or, you know, before Rev would sing some songs, and everyone would look at him like, who's, you know, what are you doing? What are you singing? And you had the um, uh, the guy from New Jersey, uh, the center. Um, uh, um, uh, Louis uh, Louis Laskic, yeah. yeah, yeah, big guy, yeah, yeah. And he's he's trying to get things going along. I mean, he he's kind of like the odd man out to begin with because he kept on saying, "Well, what's the you know what's everyone going? You know, he's from another state coming into this." And he can't understand why everyone is still seeing the, the way things are, the way that they see things. And he's trying to, you know, he's like, yeah, they're, they're just, they're the same people as everybody else. Yeah. Um, and, you know, he starts singing along. Because he, I mean, he'd been doing that all the time, but now everyone else starts joining in and the whole team starts going. And then the next scene, you see that they're uh, warming up in the locker room and they're going, coach. We're not going to warm up like we usually do on the field. We we have something new. Yeah. Boone's like, all right, let's let's see what you got. And they have just come out with this completely different attitude. And it's the whole team now dancing and grooving on the field in unison, and working out, and, and you know, strengthening the you know, strengthening the, their bodies, but strengthening their spirits and themselves and their their bond. And the, you see again the families in the the stand not understanding what's going on, but all of a sudden they start getting into it. Yeah. And how just this, you know, unison is becoming infectious amongst this community. I don't. That that's a great moment. That's a really good, that's a you know what I'm, I I know okay I I know you gave me one more moment and I want to throw in one more great moment too here. I know I'm cheating in this. Do I did move and I thought this was the move that you were alluding to, but you did it. It was the moment where Denzel Washington uh, goes on this long job with these players and then brings oh, yes. to the graveyard and explains. Just this really passionate reason why y'all need to come together because then you're going to be buried with these people here. And I don't think he meant literally, but it's no. meant in a, in a, in a metaphorical, a metaphorically said, thank you, that's over the word, metaphorically sense that, you know, you guys need to band together or you're going to, you guys are basically going to die here. You got to leave your issue again for beta. I'm not telling this again, just paraphrasing you know you have to leave your issues out the door and you have to come together as one you guys may think you have different you guys come from different walks of life and think of different issues and it's not just even your race but when you go into that battlefield it doesn't matter who you are you come together as one and you fight together as one or you die together as one it's it's it's, it's simple as that 
And I thought it was just a great, just a great moment where it forces everybody to come come together and then kind of to kind of unite. And I think that's when you start to see the process of, you know, you know, you know, Bateer's character starting to change a little bit and warming up to Campbell and how they see each other as captains of their respective, you know, teams and integrations and stuff like that. It's, yes. It's 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 the moment that starts the change, right? Because was it shortly after that that Julius faces off with Gary and says, you know, I don't know why you don't like me, yeah. and they just kind of he just kind of spills it out to him. He's like, here, this is what you need to know about me, and, and just kind of is very abrupt with him, mm-hmm. and, and just very gruff, and just kind of you know what. And just kind of lays it out to Gary, and and I think that's where Gary starts having his change. Yeah. And um, you know, a lot of things just these beautiful moments that just kind of, you know, one thing affects another. It's that that pebble in in the the water type of situation. You throw the pebble in, and the ripples just keep getting bigger and bigger. Um, you know, I do not envy. Uh, coach boone being put into this situation and you know he'd been in other schools and he left them for one reason or another you know there's even historically there's some question of what it was he was hired as uh the school's assistant but this was before they merged the schools when they merged them they kind of i guess as an example put him as the uh you know the head coach um, but it was, it was a hollow gesture, um, from what we learn in the movie. Uh, and, but I don't think, and obviously Will Patton's character of Coach Yost thinks that, you know, I, this is my team. What are you doing? Why are you taking my team away from me? And you see his evolution of realizing that maybe Coach Boone eventually was the, the right guy. And everyone ended up where they kind of needed to be, more or less. Um, yeah, just a, a really powerful movie, and um, I, I I'm so glad I finally watched it. And um, uh, you know, it, it's you take the football out of it. I mean, it, you'd be a football fan or not. Um, just the 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 nature of the story is is a classic. It is a and I don't want to say classic. Classic's not the right word, but poignant um, and powerful. Powerful messages that come out of this movie. Football is the is the method that is being taught, and it's just funny that you see, like I, I mentioned before, Woodlawn, and there's some and there's some other ones where football is the the binding agent for these towns at that time in in the 60s and 70s that brings the people together and makes them get over their differences. Um, I, I always think that's funny, you know, with, you know, people, people's opinions on football in one way or another, but it, it you know, um, it, it really is kind of this, this moving forward, uh, point for, for a lot of towns getting behind their sports teams. Um, but man, um, the, the messages behind this is just, uh, so well done and, and so powerful. And, um, yeah, it, it's one of those that you pay attention and you let this movie 
move you, you come out almost a better person. I would say it that way. Yeah. I, I totally agree. Totally agree. 10 out of 10, where would you put it? <sighs> 10 out of 10. I would, I would, I would put this, I, I, you have to put it as a 10. I think it's a 10 out of 10 film. I, I just can't. I, I, it's a it's a beautifully well taught film, like you said, to be able to use football culture as a as an important crutch, as a crutch, but as an important tool to be able to kind of tell you, like you said, and how you just said it was all the great uh, things how it was used to motivate a community because football's big in a lot of these southern southern communities and stuff like that. So to be able to kind of use that as the important tool to be able to tell racial inequality, I think it's it's, it's good. And, and I think it's, it's again just such a the acting is phenomenal too. I mean, I, I mean, I understand that the the selling point was Denzel Washington in the film, which is a great get. I mean, he's a great guy to yeah. leave the film, but it's the kids that eventually, you know, the younger actors that take over that, which is you're just more attracted to than anything else. And you notice that a lot of Denzel Washington doesn't get a ton of time in this film if you really pay attention to it. Like he's in he's he's in where he needs to be in in, in bigger seasons in my opinion like he's where he needs to be but it's really the focus of the kids. I I would uh, uh, go as far as saying that his character is more supportive than lead. Yeah. He, he starts off as the lead to to get because you you know the you know the actor so he's what brings you in but then he just lets go and the kids take over and the the story really is about them. Yeah. And um, yeah, and I I would agree. I I instantly said this is a ten. I I could not. There's nothing in my mind that could say you know that as a shadow of doubt. Well, maybe it should be a nine even or an eight. No, I I just straight up. I'm sticking with a ten. It it it, it checks all the boxes. It hits all the marks. Um. And, uh. Yeah, I I will argue with anybody any day to say that it's it's really you know anything but. I agree. I agree. So. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on and uh, discussing this with me, man. It, it was. Uh, um. I, like I said, I can't even say that you know just the proof alone that you know. I'm halfway through this movie and I'm I'm reaching out to you. I'm like, I want to talk about this. Mo- Have you seen it? And I want to talk about this movie. And you said, yeah, bring me on board. Um, that's, that's how much, how powerful, how, you know, well done this movie is that I'm not even done watching it. And I, I I'm ex- you know, excited to talk about it. Oh, okay. Good. No, no, it's a fantastic film, man. Thank you for bringing me on to talk about this film, man. No, I think this is one of its best films. I love talking about these older films here, man. As well as all the other films that we talk about, too, man, especially with MCU and all the other Disney stuff, man. So I'm uh, always looking forward to it, man. Always looking yeah, forward Yeah, well, we have to work out our next uh, MCM, MCU movie, by the way. Yes. And I, we definitely do. We definitely do. All right, Isaac. Thank you so much. No problem, man. Thank you. What were some of your favorite moments from Remember the Titans? Let us know. Join us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Disney Marvel's podcast, and join in the conversation. Or join us on our Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash Disney Marvel's podcast. 
You can even find us on Instagram at Disney Marvel's Podcast. It's Disney underscore Marvel's underscore podcast. Just start up there. So new things coming up every day or often. Find us on Twitter also at Disney Marvel's. You can email the show with your answers or suggestions or even voice messages through DisneyMarvels at gmail.com. You can leave a voice message through the Anchor app and or website. Links to those are in the show notes. And folks, 100th episode is right around the corner. Please send in your comments, your uh, well wishes, whatever you'd like. Keep it positive, keep it clean, but we'll play it on the show. Please, I would love to have you part of our 100th episode because together this community wouldn't happen without you i want to thank you for your time i know how little time we all have these days how crazy everything's been and it just keeps getting crazier doesn't it the fact that you've spent some time with us means a lot and we really appreciate it and thank you thank you so much i just ask if you can please tell somebody Tell some of your friends, any of the people that you know like Disney, or if you see someone that likes Disney, tell them, hey, check out this show, Disney Marvels. The more people we get listening, the bigger the show, the better it gets. It just really helps boost the show along. Or also, while you're at it, go into iTunes, rate rate the show. We're doing great with five-star ratings so far. Five-star ratings across the board. Really appreciate it. Keep it up. Keep adding more. If you haven't done it yet, it takes two minutes. Just go to iTunes find the show and rate it or you can even leave a comment that's even optional you don't have to you can just do the five star rating and keep it going that way and it helps more people find out about the show by doing those ratings while you're at also don't forget to become a subscriber or you can also even consider becoming a premium subscriber to the show over at um, anchor.fm slash disney marvel slash support or on our Patreon page. Links to both of those are in the show notes. Because remember, this show is brought to you by listeners like you. And also, the bigger the Disney family, the better. Disney, Walt Disney always believed in a big Disney family, and so do I. Hey, whatever you're facing out there, whatever the difficulties, how dark and just overbearing things may become, may seem, and just impossible and stressful, this too shall pass. Believe in yourself. You can get through this. Remember, you make your dreams come true. Be strong. Be diligent. And never give up on yourself. Whatever you want, make your dreams happen. Because they're worth it. They're not impossible. And you can do this. There's a light inside of you that will just grab hold of it, you embrace it, and it will carry you through the darkest days in the toughest hours. Never give up. Never give in. Be your own hero. And I'd like to finish today's show with a quote from Walt Disney himself. It's a mistake not to give people a chance to learn, to depend on themselves while they are, while they are young. Again, that's from Walt Disney. Thank you again. And I'll see you next time. I know football. What you did with those boys. You were the right man for the job, coach. 
your Hall of Fame in my book.